So uh, did you did you guys hear that the Zerkers are uh, they're crowdfunding? They or they're not entirely crowdfunding, but they like lost some financing in their fine or uh, crowdfunding part yeah. of their new movie. It does right. maybe uh, maybe I'm the only person who would say this as someone hosting this podcast, but I am like it does feel more worthwhile to crowdfund something to get your name in the credits of a movie that will play at one of the big film festivals sure. than just like some Zach Braff movie or whatever. Yeah. I hmm. Do you think it'll work like a what do you call it? Like a skywriter where it's like, if we pay enough money, they'll put can I kick it at the end of the credits? I mean, and someone at can will see it and be like, what's that? I don't think that would happen. No, <laughs> we should ask them if, uh, instead of one of our names, they can just say, can I kick it? That'd right. be good. Like, uh, the way George Lucas talk show got seats at Momi named the George Lucas talk show. And Wada. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel uh-huh. like, I feel like there's an ethical conundrum at that point. Is there? Oh, of like, can we cover right. a movie that we're in the credits? I of? mean, I'll call that movie a piece of shit. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, whoa! You haven't seen? You haven't... <laughs> yeah, I mean, Calm I down. Think, <laughs> I think I think if we did like the Jim Cummings thing, where they're like, you crowdfund us, and also you'll get part of the return, then that would be an ethical issue. Sure. I think the normal crowdfunding, where it's just like you give them money, I think that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I guess we would have to be clear, like, we are only doing this so people see our name in the credit. This is only right. rapid and selfish. It's a purely have... a self-promotional funding, funding move. <laughs> yeah. Have... I did also want to say that, obviously, you can, if, if this, you know, we like the Zerkers, you can give them money. But I do also want to say, if you give 20000 if you give them $20, you'll be in the little crowdfunders credit block if you give us twenty dollars you can be the executive producer of one episode of one episode only sure. yeah okay of our pick we get to pick which episode and only one person's yeah, allowed to get, do this we get uh i think anyone who gives us a one-time donation of twenty dollars can be the executive producer of a single episode it might you right. know it might only one time redemption you, you might you can't give like four yeah you can't two episodes yeah but it, yeah, and it, you don't necessarily get your own episode. If two people donate twenty dollars in a week, then oh, okay, the, they're both. There might be one that's just like that the executive produced episode that has like five people executive producing it. Maybe, maybe we're just all we I'm are saying... coming up with this idea live on air. So like, who knows how it will? No, actually I've been work. thinking about this for several days. Uh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to give people options since we're, we're, you know, letting people know about a different place where you can send your money. But you can also support us at ko-fi slash can I. Welcome to Can I Kick It? This is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Jesse Catherine Weber and I'm joined by... Andy Germuga. Colin Edgley. Emilio Diaz. 
All right, today is our 125th episode, and in honor of that, we're going to be taking a look back, and yep. we're going to be drafting movies. This is the movies that we have covered draft. A real yeah. logical place for us to do it is right now. Come on. <laughs> we got to record something this week, and this is it. Yep. Uh... Yeah, we're going to draft, I believe, ten movies each to... Uh, I'll, I'll explain it as we get into great. it. Great. You, yeah, expl- yeah, yeah. you can explain the whole premise. We do have some news first. It's, yeah, it's Cullen's brainchild that all lives or dies on how well Cullen sets it up. Okay. Cullen owns this whole episode. You gotta chill, man. <laughs> all right. But we do have some news. We've got... Uh, Todd Haynes, Palm Dolly winner, uh, will be finally making a new narrative feature, it sounds like. There was the, uh, the Michelle Williams one that, uh, it was announced in a variety, yeah, that, that was announced in a variety profile will not be happening. A new variety profile of Natalie Portman has come out in which it has been announced that her Todd Haynes thing, May, December, will be happening, uh, shooting this fall. Hell yeah. It's her and Julianne Moore. Uh, sounds as, great. Uh, I think it, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it sounds, you know, yeah, I bet it'll be good. I think that's, uh... I hope I get to see it soon. Yeah. I guess, what, what what's his... Does he usually play a particular festival, or I got Dark Waters didn't do anything. No, right? like, he's yeah, Dark Waters did nothing, which was weird. He's just kind of been around. Yeah. He's done Can several times, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm not there. Was it Venice? Zelda Underground, um, Fantasy, New York, right? But that premiered at Can too. Good. Uh, yeah. Right. So I mean, so, yeah, yeah, shooting this could, fall could be ready for can i guess yeah uh, I, yeah my memory is dark waters came together very quickly i think that right. shot in like the spring sure uh which was, people were like maybe it wasn't playing festivals because it wasn't done but i think it then it like started test screening in october so who knows yeah. uh but anyway uh another uh, favorite director David Cronenberg, fresh off Can, uh, is going to be getting uh, the Lifetime Achievement Award at the San Sebastian Film Festival uh, this summer, uh, which they they happen like right after t- so maybe I guess very end of the summer I think they happen like right after TIFF uh, so uh, there will be some sort of lineup for them soon uh they they operate in like a weird place where like stuff that doesn't end up playing at uh locarno or venice that then ends up just being a tiff premiere can then still be in the competition at san san uh, san sebastian because they will take non-premieres in competition doesn't even have to be an international premiere it can be like uh like Benediction, I think, was in competition at San Sebastian last year. Uh, I think it's happened several times with Davies, because he weirdly doesn't get into festivals a lot. Uh, And then the last thing we have is uh, an update 
on uh, a news item from several months ago, we uh, let everyone know that uh, Paolo Moretti would be stepping down from Director's Fortnite uh, after this edition that just happened. And at the time, there was a lot of stuff about, like, they're trying to rebrand, they're maybe changing the name, and so they have hired their new guy, uh, Julian Regel. Wow. Uh, this is how I found out is... I didn't get the job. I am My so sorry. Emilio. Yeah, uh-huh. Fuck! You, uh, you don't get to move to France. Sorry. Yeah. I, uh, I don't get to spend more time at Cannes, all I've ever wanted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, he just like worked at a film company in France um, called Capricci, who like they're, they're, to the extent that you get an idea of like what their brand was from reading about them, it's like directors, Fortnite directors, Pong Sang Su, Albert Serra, Simon Long. So like that, that maybe makes it seem less like they're doing some sort of rebrand. I think there was maybe rumors that there was maybe concerns that it had gotten too esoteric. Um, it is it is a little, like, interesting that rather than, like, hiring someone whose experience is in film programming, it's someone whose experience seems to be largely in the industry, but that, you know is not necessarily a bad thing. And, like, his quote, similarly, is, like, has some stuff about, like, we're gonna develop a new identity, but then everything he describes about the new identity sounds exactly like the old identity. Uh, they did... They changed their name, but only in French. It still translates to, uh, Director's Fortnite, but it changed from... The Kinzan de Realisateur to the Kinzan de Cineas, uh, which is gender neutral. So that is good. Uh, good on them. I do that did just briefly make me wonder: uh, Are any of the fe other festivals going to, at some point, follow Berlin's lead and switch to the gender neutral acting awards? Uh, but who knows? Hasn't happened yet. It's been a couple years now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll be director's Fortnite still. Yeah, I mean, It'll we'll be, be yeah. curious to see what it looks like next year, if it actually looks different or not. Uh, yeah, it'd be hard to glean much from just, like, the name of someone uh, if there's actually going to be any changes. Hard to glean even from one year, probably, but that'll be something. Mm -hmm. Something we'll be keeping an eye on. Yeah. Alright. I think that's it for news. Alright, so it's time for the Can I Kick It Every Movie We've Covered draft with an asterisk next to every movie we've covered. There's a few... We've talked about a lot of movies on the mm -hmm. podcast um does anyone have the list pulled up i do i do there's 231 uh -huh. listed on the list so yeah 231 you said yeah. <coughs> yeah so of these 231 there were still episodes that i left off um because i 
I mean, full transparency, I just wanted to do another draft again. <laughs> I think the ones that we've done in the past are fun. Yeah, drafts um, are good. So the episodes, and I wanted like a pool of like movies for us to pick from. Uh, we're just going to be drafting our top ten movies. We're not doing our normal draft style where we give out um, like awards for acting or writing or anything. It's just mm-hmm. we each pick ten movies, <laughs> serpentine draft style. I've got everyone's name in a randomizer. We're going to figure out who's drafting where. And uh Go ahead. Is the idea we're picking a group of ten that we can like order as we please, right? Like, because I just like given the oh. given the draftiness of it all. Like, obviously, like there's things that I like more that I don't feel as yeah. worried that other people are gonna pick. But then there's yeah, also, I think like, we're drafting an unordered top ten. Sure, yeah, okay. that's. I that's feel funny. like one one way that I feel like we maybe discussed it is it's like if we were gonna show do like a ten movie retrospective of can i kick it yeah yeah uh, these would be the movies we'd want to show yeah so it is unordered that's that's true and this will be at the uh the next can i kick it uh film festival brought to you by white claw <laughs> yeah in <Sorry>. atlanta <laughs> uh, are we are we renewing yeah. the contract with white claw i feel like we're on bad terms with them right now aren't we are we <laughs> oh I mean, maybe we because... are I've recently tweeted every white claw smells good and tastes bad. Um, um, Negotiations but, ongoing. Let's just say, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the only episodes that are not on the table for movie selection are our previous two drafts, which included 2016 Cannes competition and 2018 Venice competition. Um, and then the other stuff that is left off is all of our year-end awards. And yes. uh, so that's anything that is like, uh, you know... A 2019 our, our or 2020 awards. movie, yeah, that yeah, was something yeah. we all saw. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the little wrinkle there, it's like some things might come up, is uh, the episodes of movies that we did commentaries for are on the table. <laughs> so the winners of our... Uh, sure. Our drafts essentially got their own episode and got bumped up to the big leagues and were gifted an episode. <laughs> um, yeah, or in but, some cases, a second episode. Yeah, <laughs> um, but um, God, yeah. is anyone so going to pick draft... that? Jesus, we've talked about it so much. <laughs> <laughs> are Who we? Um, are we ready to get started? Are there any other things that we need to go over for a draft? It's serpentine oh, style, so. so in case if anyone listening doesn't know what that means, is the person who goes right. it's ABC, uh, last D, in the first D, C, round B, also like, goes yeah. first yeah. in the second round. So it goes yeah. back and forth. Uh, um, the list is on our letterboxed, our famous letterboxed. Uh, it's just called Kiki. Yeah, it's just... Uh, a nice list of the movies we've talked about. And maybe we'll yeah. keep updating this list as we go on And in maybe time. we'll get back to updating our letterbox. Where <laughs> I believe the last diary entry was for our The Nest episode <laughs> in November <laughs> of 2020. It's um, a really good episode. Yeah. People should check it out. Colin wasn't there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but with that... I've randomized everyone's names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the order that we are going in. So, Andy gets first pick. Great. Jesse gets second pick. Amelia gets third pick. 
And I get the fourth pick. I'm on the hot corner. I'm ready for it. <laughs> feel right. a little rigged if I don't. <laughs> I can truly <laughs> I feel like there wasn't. I knew this would happen. There wasn't a lot of trash. I there was not an audit. I consider process. suggesting that this randomization be uh, streamed in the Zoom, but I'm willing. I will. To I will it. give. Yeah, Cullen the benefit of the doubt. Certainly. <laughs> Why isn't it even a question? <laughs> it's truly <laughs> zero stakes. If I don't get the movies I want, the episode will be under protest. I will ask for an official review. <laughs> All right. Well, look, we're going. So, Andy, kick us off with your first pick. And I'll do my best to remember the episodes for each movie, which I feel like should be too hard. Sure. Um, let's see. So yeah, I I'm like like I said, I have like a couple of like my top 2 or 3 or 4 maybe that I'm like not so worried that other people are going to snipe out from under me. So, in the interest of that, uh uh I'm probably I'm going to try to pick something right now that I think might be uh, uh a a little stealth group fave. Uh, and I think the first one I'm going to go for, just because I think it's a fun pick, and it's certainly something I never would have watched without this podcast, uh, is um, Chantal Ackerman's Histoire de Marque. Damn it! Uh, <laughs> that was on my kid. list! Uh, I truly... This is so messed up. I was like, no one's going to take anyone else's movies, because the list is so long, and our tastes are so different. Yeah, this fucker comes in. I know, like, this is, like, the one that I was, like, worried someone else might take. There's maybe two or three more. But, uh, it. yeah, it's, like, such a cool movie. It's, um, it's, you know, it's, like, mostly people just talking to the camera and telling stories. It's, it's so thoughtful and, like, and, and it casts a real spell over you. And I just think it's a really exciting movie that, uh, like I said, I never would have seen if not for the podcast. So that's why it's my first pick. Yeah, this yeah. was... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, on my board as well, I agree that it's just like, uh, oh, yeah, that, that it feels like very much a, oh, that's interesting that we covered that and that, yeah, I agree with yes. Andy. Covered on Will the, we um, ever cover on a birthday bash. 1989 birthday episode. My birthday episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of our Will most we ever cover Shant- <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. They're all. It's a good list. Of it is a good list. Yeah. On that episode. Yeah. Uh, I think about those birthday episodes a lot. In that they mm-hmm. were horrible to prep for because it was watching for movies and nobody listened to them. But it is. They I are think like, they're good. They're good in terms of just like we we found interesting movies. It's like whenever I think of like interesting movies to like pull out to like recommend or like. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I go back to movies we did in those episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was on my list. I think it's an incredible movie. It's mm-hmm. one of the ones that is like, I watched it. I was like, this was good, and then like every day since, I'm like, was that maybe great? And uh, as more and more Ackerman I see, I'm like, yeah, she's just the business. Yeah, I think yeah, just the same thing. We should do more yeah, Ackerman. Will we? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we've talked about it. I, I think it'll happen. Yeah. Anyway, that's my first pick. On to right. Jesse. All Jessie. right. Yeah. Uh, I. I don't. I mean, I almost feel like the last just to see how people are drafting. Um, I think I'm just gonna go from the top of my board though. Uh, 
and take something that I think other people like uh, that is probably, it's certainly in the conversation, I'd say, for the best movie that we have covered, uh, and that is Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me. Uh, 1992 David Lynch film, uh, covered on our Twin Peaks episode in which we covered the parts of Twin Peaks that played it can, which are that, and then, uh, the first two episodes of season three, Mm -hmm. which I guess we didn't discuss if those were eligible or not, uh, cause they... Uh, are parts of a television show? <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't have their own no, entries on Letterboxd. They don't, yeah, that's... that's yeah, <laughs> sure. they, don't, they, they couldn't have been put on the letterbox list, is all I mean. Right. Um, it's a, the same reason why Jessie's letterbox list of her favorites of the decade is only doesn't nine. have uh, <laughs> leftovers. Uh, <laughs> her number one film object of the decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, just, like, great movie. I think I... It's one of very few movies that I have logged three times on Letterboxd, uh, because I had seen it when season... Right before season three, it showed at AFI. I watched it for this episode, uh, and then I saw it about, um, a month or two ago, at the Alamo Draft House, and frankly, I wish they had handed out one of those cards that said not to laugh. Uh, would have been appropriate during that screening, I think. Sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my first pick. Yeah, great movie on my long list. It's okay. Alright. Okay. Exceptional. Question before picking. Do I have to approach this exercise earnestly? Yes. You can't just take things that you don't like so I can't have them. <laughs> I think you can do that. I don't care. It's, I don't I think, think you, you have to that, say honestly. you have to say you have to give a real reason why you want the movie. You can't just be like yeah. I want this cuz Cullen wants it. You have to say what you like about the movie when you take the movie. This really switches up my draft <laughs> strategy. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, God, this is tough. You know what I'm going to pick number one? I'm going to take The Tale of Princess Kaguya. Fuck! On my list. Damn it! On my list for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is, I mean, like, yeah. genuinely, like, would probably be on my list of, like, one of the ten best movies ever made, maybe? Of just, yeah. like, mm-hmm. an incredible, like object of animation and sound and color and movement that just like shakes me to my core profoundly uh it's i it's probably the best thing we've ever covered i think there's probably there's maybe two one or two things i like more but as for the draft exercise i feel like that is the thing that i was most concerned with somebody else taking so the tale of princess kaguya is how yeah, takahata from our Kaname episode. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, simply one of the best things we've ever talked about on the show. It's very... 100% I wanted it on my yeah, list. It's very good. It's, uh, yeah, extremely, extremely... <laughs> it's just extremely miraculous that it exists. Um, Maybe too moving for me to ever watch again. But, uh... 
I listen to the score like all the time. I mean, the score is great. Everything. It's one of my favorite Hisiyashi scores. Um, but yeah, time for my pick. Is someone writing these down as we go, or are we responsible for writing our own I, list down as we I'd go? I'd say keep track of your own. Okay. <laughs> great. Uh, um, going poorly so far. We've all said one movie. <laughs> I feel like it's not hard to catch up. Um, I think for my first pick, because I got the two back to back, so I think number one, I'm going to go with maybe what unseated Tale of Princess Kaguya as my favorite movie that I've watched for the podcast with Claire Denise Friday Night, uh, which is, I think, her best movie. Um, and it's from our Denis Month episode where we talked about that and two other movies that I won't say just for the <laughs> sake of not spoiling future draft picks. But that's the one, I think, uh, with Bilga Abiri is the yes. Friday night. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Great episode. Great month of podcast to go back to the Janine Month episodes. Um, mm-hmm. Look forward to Ackerman Month later this <laughs> this year. <laughs> and uh, Maybe. Yeah. Zach's and then for my second pick, there's stuff that I'm like, it could get taken, but I'm not too, too worried. Mm-hmm. But I really don't want to lose it, and so I am worried still. Um, but I think I'm gonna have to go with Long Day's Journey Into Night, mm-hmm. uh, the Be Gone movie from our Be Gone episode with Eric Allen Hatch, which is like when we watched it, it was a similar thing to Histoire d'Amérique, where I was like, this is incredible, and then as the days have gone by, I'm like, that's like maybe one of the best things I've ever seen. I feel like that ending section of that movie is like incredibly miraculous. And like one of the great, like he pulled it, he pulled it off like in history. And then I like, I just will, cause it's on Criterion channel. So I'll just like load up the last, whatever, 40 minutes of it a lot and just watch that single take. It's so good. It's just incredible terrible movie so now it's- i hate it <laughs> it's so bad anyway you are a goon it made me so mad to watch it anyway that is crazy it made you mad yeah we can't talk about this now we have so many no <laughs> so much to get through <laughs> amelia what's your bit, you're safe to listen to that episode because yeah Andy andy's not on, on it. it no i abstained because i did not want to watch it again we kicked him off because he was being a rude little boy that day <laughs> A rude little boy. Um, so it's time for my second pick. Lots of places I could go here. Hmm. Part of me still wants to troll, <laughs> but I am not going to, and I'm going to pick something I earnestly like. Yeah, Which we'll is, get into yeah the 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 last five picks that will be your trolley picks I guess <laughs> like you know. yeah so the 
I, I'm gonna stick with things that maybe aren't my number one, but I think somebody else might take. Yeah. Though, though, I'm curious. I don't don't think somebody else would have taken this, but I'm gonna pick the Virgin Suicides. Mmm, great movie. Which is not a movie I had watched till we did the episode on it, and I was instantly very taken by it. Sofia Coppola, one of the best. That movie, so like dark and weird and sad and heartbreaking, but also like sort of a weird, fun hangout movie also, if you sort of think about it. Well, not fun, but it's sort of like vibey and hangouty in a way that I appreciate her movies being always, even when they're about like weird, dark subject matter. Kristen Dunst gives maybe one of the best performances ever committed to screen on in it. And it's just overall very good and fun and just sad. From our Sofia Coppola episode with our friends Simon and KT. Jesse, mm-hmm. second pick. Okay. I do already feel the need to pick defensively. Uh, <laughs> and I'm going to... Well... Oh, no, yeah. I can definitely safely do this and then do what I want with my next pick. And I will select... Uh, my favorite of the Claire Denis movies that we covered, which is Lynn True, uh, The Intruder, uh, her 2004 film from, I believe, the following episode. Yeah, uh, our friends Anna and Meg. Yep. Uh, yeah, I just, I, that, that is the movie of hers that still is just like, I don't know what that movie is, uh, but I, it's fascinating. I'd love to see it again. Uh, Michelle Subor. Mhm. Rest in peace. Yeah, R.I.P. King. <laughs> R.I.P. King. That I, I, Lentruce is the best movie. I think I will always be too stupid to get. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there's the the Nancy essay which uh, it illuminates it a little bit that it's based on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it just is pretty ungraspable. I think. Which is fine. Andy. Great pick. Yeah. Andy, number two. And then number three. Number two. Um, Okay, for my number two, again, just to try to make to... So, yeah, I'm going to do... From another birthday episode, uh, Wong Kar Wai's Happy Together. Uh, Wow. Yeah, that's from... Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it's it the first Wong Kar Wai I saw. It was, um, uh, we, you know, we later did an episode where we talked about a bunch of other Wong Kar Wai movies, but not that one. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, it was really, like, I talked, I believe, a lot about, like, his use of space and geography and all that sort of thing. Like, it's just, and, like, the, the, the look of it is just, like, really incredible. So, I think that's my next pick. Happy together. Yeah, the 1997 birthday episode. My birthday? Yeah. I think that was your birthday, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the year you were born in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then what's your third pick, Andy? Yeah, uh, let's see. Third pick. That's a good question. Um, I'm going to go for uh, Nicole Hall of Center's Enough Said. Wow, which, that's the one. Yeah. I love so much. I've seen it like three times, three or four times. I just find it to be like the most watchable, enjoyable movie. The performances are just incredible in them. 
uh, in Falcone. it. Uh, ben Falcone. Throwing uh, Really, really, really uh, just bringing it uh, in a way that he does not in his other works, um, uh, his other appearances. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think in, you know, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, James Gandolfini, uh it's funny. It's got Tony Collette doing her natural accent. It's just got everything you'd want in a movie. Uh, and I think it's really wonderful. So that's my next pick. From our Nicole Hall of Center episode. Yes. Another under-listened mm-hmm. one, I think. You should go back. Another friend cat. Yes, you should go back and listen to that one if you haven't. Cause I yeah, think that's it's a, a great one. Episode. All those movies are so good, mostly. Yeah, eventually we're going to pick a movie and then be like, don't listen to that episode. Um, I, with this pick, am going to pick a movie that I did not select with the ne- the last pick, because the- not that there was any chance right. of Andy taking the movie mm-hmm. I did select, but there was even less of a chance of Andy taking the movie I'm about to select, which is, uh, as the case is with the last two movies I've selected, both one of the best movies that we have covered, and just, like, one of my favorite movies, like, if I were putting together a list of ten, it wouldn't necessarily be on it, but would certainly be on that kind of long list I'm drawing from, uh, and that is, of course, Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards from the, uh, 2009, 2009. we spent three weeks on that festival. Spread across three months? <laughs> yeah. Each episode more delayed than the last. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's yeah, weird is maybe... recently I've been like, we should do that for another year. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Absolutely I, I... not. That is one of the things, like, Emilio talking about the birthday episodes being a great source of, like, I'm glad, like, I watched this movie. I would not have done it otherwise. There are a bunch from those 2009 where I'm like, I would never have seen this movie, and I am, like, very glad I have. I absolutely <laughs> agree, and also it would have to be planned much, much better. Yeah. Sure, I, do like, yes, yeah. I do like the idea of we're going to spend multiple episodes digging deep on a specific festival and its sections. It's just, uh, would have to be done in a way that is doable but anyway uh one of the great movies and glorious bastards yeah a famously hotly debated movie on that episode yeah yeah it's a good i've i've brought enough bad vibes to this episode i'm not gonna say (laughs) yeah you don't want to say you hate that one (laughs) it's because you know what will happen if you try (laughs) okay 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 We can move right, on. Uh, <laughs> Emilio. Emilio. <laughs> Third pick from Emilio. Um, I am going to pick Francis Ford Coppola's Tetro. Wow, great that's a pick. sick pick. Uh, yeah. Also, great. that's from the director's Fortnite. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. I think. Uh huh. Yeah. Also, two thousand nine. Yeah. We're on a run. Uh. Another uh, just some, another movie. I'm glad I watched because of the podcast. It just looks cool. Uh, I enjoy what it's doing. It's very fun that somebody that sort of post his prime is still putting out heaters like that. Young Alden, weird Vincent Gallo. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of good stuff about Tetra. One of the better looking movies, I think. Yeah, it's that crisp black and white. It looks so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. 
A lot of good like narrative choices. There's like opera stuff in it, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tetro. Just what a movie. Everybody should watch Tetro. 100% yeah. He's, yeah, he's got a new one coming up, finally. I know. He's finally making another one. Mm-hmm. We only wish it was as... We only hope it's as good as Tetra. Sure. Exa- yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, alright. So now... With my third pick... I think I'm going... To... Take Flower of My Secret. Wow. By Pedro Almodovar. Um, from our uh, Volver. Oh, I spoiled the potential pick. People uh, are allowed to look at the list and see what the potential picks are, Colin. We my can bad. I'll bleep that. Are. I'll bleep that. <laughs> <laughs> um, from our uh, Almodovar episode with uh, Inku Kong. Yes. It's my favorite Almodovar. It's one that, like, I think is kind of undervalued in his filmography. I've not seen a ton from him still, um, but it's the one that I think about the most. And when we watched it, I was like, this is the most beautiful looking movie. Like all the color in it is like so good. And then I believe on the episode I said that and our guest was like, did you watch Volver? Cause it looks so much better. And I was like, no, uh, because I thought everyone would love flower my secret right. the same way that I did. And you were but, on uh, an island in that episode. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's one of, it's, it's one of those ones that's like, I probably would not have seen just like this early Almodovar without like going through his full filmography. Uh, and I'm very glad I did. It's like truly one of the better movies, I think. Um, and then the next one I'm gonna take is I'm trying to think what I have left that is like someone else might want this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I think I'm also gonna take a Sofia Coppola and go with mm. Marie Antoinette Um from that same episode. And uh I think I mean it's like Amelia was saying the sort of vibey hangoutiness of all of her other movies is there, but then there's just the costume drama-ness of it that is like just a, an area that I love and it's got the sort of uh, you know modern soundtrack which is like so great there's the uh, the big needle drop when they get married or, or like walking down the stairs yeah it's just uh it's just one of the one of the great movies. It's like so gorgeous looking. We talked about it, you know, a lot on that episode, but it's just so good. Another great dust performance. There's some great mm-hmm. uh, Rip Torn, some great Schwartzman, <laughs> Loki, mm-hmm. Tom Hardy, great Rose Byrne in that. A lot of great stuff. Yeah. Marie Antoinette, Emilio, number four pick from you. Where do I want to go from now? Where do I want to go from now? I keep picking defensively. At some point, I'm going to pick stuff that I think only I would pick. I'm going to... You know what? I'm just going to go for it right now and take 2046. Wonka, wait, 2046. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just like a brilliant culmination. Well, I mean, yes, it's not a culmination. He made other movies, but just like a brilliant encapsulation of all of his previous work and just like this very epic and long just journey. It's like tragically romantic. It's funny. It's like very sexy. Um, just... I think there are moments from it I think about all the time, just lines, moments of dialogue, just moments of fle- just fleeting moments between two characters, just the way that's it depicts just like how life just is a series of things that happened and then you sort of remember in a, in a <laughs> putting it very inelegantly and just Wong's my guy and I think I had to pick what I think of his best movie. Yeah, from our One Car Y episode that any mentioned earlier. Jesse, number four from you. Alright, I'm gonna pick a movie that I guess I uh, I'm down to two. You know what? I'm gonna pick another movie from the same episode that I just picked a movie from. Uh, which much like um, less like that movie and more like Tetro is a movie that I was like, whoa, that's didn't know what that was about, which is uh, Wild Grass, Alain yeah. René. Uh, that was a big early pandemic discovery that led to a further discovery of Alain René's career. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that movie is just like crazy. And then all his other movies are also crazy, but not in the way that that movie's crazy. Yeah, it was on my long list. Um, it is one of the better movies we've ever talked about. It's such mm-hmm. a, it's such a gem. Yeah, I think about like, there's all this stuff with the plane at the end. There's all this stuff with like, Almaric at the like PlayStation. It's really got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And I, I still have not really gone into Renee, which I should. He's so good. Andy, number four. They need to release the whiskey on Blu-ray in the U.S. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, tweet at uh, RLJE uh, or RLJ Entertainment, yeah. who have in- we're pretty sure have inherited the rights yeah. to We'll do an episode. How high like, up does this go that you had that ready to <laughs> bust out? Cullen, do you know how many times I've tweeted at yeah. RLJ Entertainment to tell no. them to release a Stavisky Blu-ray? We've talked about it a lot, <laughs> Jesse and I, okay. privately. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Yeah, we also will buy the rights from you and release our own Blu-rays if it's reasonable. Yes, so, yes. Um, okay. Moving on. Enough messing around. Andy's gonna get down to brass tacks. Sure, I'm looking. Um, <laughs> gotta take it. <laughs> All right. A lot of the movies I'm looking at rec- are actually from, like, recent episodes for some reason right now. Like, a lot of the movies I have left that I'm like, I should pick that. Um, so, I'm going to do one of those. And I'm going to take uh, Mike Lee's <laughs> Secrets and Lies from our recent Ooh. episode with, uh, with Fran. Which I think yeah. just, like, totally engrossing, like, capturing of characters, like, deeply felt and deeply like complicated and exciting to watch characters uh yeah just sort of an undeniable piece of like craft i think uh 
really had you seen it before stuff. that episode no it was it was the first time i'd only seen uh peter lou and topsy turvy um yeah so i was excited to watch a contemporary film or contemporary set film of his uh and yeah there's so much more and i i should watch them all i keep you know yeah. it's just a project i gotta do at some point great movie what's your number five uh my number five i will do um I guess from another. No. I'll do this from 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 an older episode. Uh, I will pick uh, an important movie for this podcast: uh, Noah Baumbach's Marriage Story. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I think it's a it's a really important movie for us. We you know most of us saw it at TIFF together. Um, we talked about it with Bilga, which was like such an exciting conversation to have and such an exciting sure. guest to have. Um, and yeah, I, I'm really proud of my rant in that movie about the use of Sondheim in that movie and what like Bombach is doing with it. I think I had, I had some insights into that, that like are not like that, like felt unique to me that I was excited to, to bring to the discussion there. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's a really tremendously acted movie and tremendously crafted movie and, uh, yeah, it's just it's just a great recent movie that I'm I'm excited to be able to pick. Yeah, exceptional movie. Uh on my long list. Um I will select uh I'm gonna select another movie from one of the birthday episodes. Uh from the Cullen birthday episode. Uh this is one another just in the genre of like I don't think I ever would have watched this movie. Uh, I think it came up before we started recording. It also came up on an episode recently. Uh, and that is Peter Weir's Fearless. Uh, yeah. Starring Jeff Bridges. Damn it. Uh, yeah, just like, that movie is just like, wow. Uh, Jeff Bridges is so good in it. I think, I think that, watching that uh, podcast, that movie for this podcast is maybe what solidified like oh jeff bridges is maybe like my favorite actor who's uh, working right now uh he's so good uh yeah love that movie uh yeah that movie is incredible yeah rosie perez also great in it everyone's good in it one of the best uh mm mm-hmm incredible u2 needle drop <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that's what i that's why it came up because i was like after i watched uh witness i just like went and watched that scene because i was like mm, witness is good but that movie's yeah. great <laughs> yeah from the 1994 birthday episode. 94 yeah that's right because it is a 1993 movie but it had played it uh uh, Venice, or at Berlin in 94. Yeah. Alright, Amelia, you're number five. Okay. So I think I did find the movie that I could sort of half trolly, half earnestly pick. Great. <laughs> okay! <laughs> Which is what I've been wanting to do. So I'm gonna yeah. pick Jane Campion's Bright Star. Fuck her! <laughs> okay! <laughs> okay! <laughs> so the safety's off, I guess! <laughs> you fucker! Uh, 
uh, a movie that famously when I went for the podcast I was nonplussed by did not really care for it that much did <laughs> I'm so mad <laughs> I did I literally just replaced fearless with bright star on my list <laughs> and uh, yeah I did no, you re- didn't go ahead sorry, <laughs> but, sorry but then I rewatched it recently and I was like oh no this is a pretty like incredibly tender and wonderful movie to watch it just has immaculate cinematography its use of poetry is beautiful it like is sort of structured like a poem and how just like specifically elegant it is about depicting these people's love in a way where they also struggled with it um ben wishaw maybe gives the best performance we've ever covered on this podcast in it and yeah love bright star (laughs) Yeah, I only slightly uh, did it to troll Colin, but I did that. It was a bonus. Also, our 2009 can competition mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Um, ben Wishaw might be the best performance, if not for Paul Schneider in Bright Star, who gives the best performance we've ever. I seem come to recall you to. feeling very strongly that Abby Cornish deserved something I for mean, Bright she, Star. Famously, <laughs> no one was like willing to give anything to that movie uh, as an award yeah, that movie other is than Ben boring Wishaw. as hell. Yeah, it's incredible. Um and also famously I failed in, I failed. Uh, I, failed. I one day woke up to a message uh from Amelia that said you were right dark uh, bright star is incredible. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was right. Yeah. It's interesting cuz my <laughs> recent viewing it went down for me. I was like this is not as exciting as the first time but yeah. <laughs> okay so i'm taking the bfg <laughs> the safety's off Colin, i would love nothing more than for you to take the bfg no. it would make me so happy if you had to have the bfg on your list for all time <laughs> also very funny so. if i trolled you and then you decided to troll andy <laughs> if the, if, well i mean if, we just gotta keep it going <laughs> um. that's where you set your sights on I think I think a, a similar one basically to Bright Star where I we watched it for the podcast and I was like this is good and then or maybe that's not what Emilio's feelings are this is just one that I watched for the podcast and I was like this is good and then I watched it again on my own later and I was like oh this is like one of the better movies I think I've seen <laughs> um, and it's from our 26 or not our our our, uh, our back half of 2010s can jury <laughs> um and it's uh noah bombach's meyerowitz stories new sure. and selected which that's a great movie uh i watched it when it came out and thought it was good we i, I watched it again for that episode i was like yeah this is good this is like a fun time and then i rewatched it and i was like this is like i mean it's just incredible i think sandler it's so good in it. Everyone is so funny. Everyone's so sad. There's the great just like tension that gets built up of just like having to deal with family members that are like frustrating in a very specific way that like I keep th- I always think about the restaurant scene where Dustin Hoffman's mad that the guy next to him is putting his cup on their table. Because uh, there's not enough room on their own table. <laughs> He's like, who does this guy think he is? But it's like the yeah. very specific, like, Bombeck, yeah. you know, intellectual, funny family. And uh, it's just everyone going top-notch performance-wise. 
Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, you know, I chose mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the other Bombach that we've talked about, but uh, certainly no shame in, in choosing that one. I think it's also it's also incredible. Yeah. I mean, Myrowitz. Yeah, those are it, both such good movies. Myrowitz is like on probably on my list of just like a movie I will watch any time. It's just like I have fun with it. It's just a pleasant movie to watch, even though it is stressful. Like when he does the thing with the jacket. Yeah, the jacket. Yeah. Um, I mean, but that movie also is, like, there's so many great, like, tracking shots of, like, one person running and then it goes back <laughs> to someone running behind yeah. them, like, trying to keep up. It's, like, it's a very funny movie. Um, and then I think I'm going to have to take Undine, Christian Petzold's Undine mm. from our Christian Petzold episode. There are a few other Petzolds that I could have picked, but I think Undine is my personal favorite. Um, it's a movie that is very new. It came out at the beginning of the decade, and uh, I I watched it at the end of 2020, and then I watched it like three more times last year. Uh, it's like I think one of the great love stories of cinema, and I think it's just... Rogowski and Beer have such like incredible chemistry um he is one of like those I know I mean, there's debate about this among our hosts I think he's one of like the most purely like magnetic and charismatic actors that are out there right now uh, I think there's Beer... not debate there's a stick in the mud <laughs> or, or Andy fully yawning right now um but then there I think Beer in that like she distinctly shines in her own way that she doesn't ex- like fully in the other pencil that she's in but I think um, mm-hmm. she just gets the whole thing basically and it's another one that's like we've talked about a lot this sort of crisp Euro digital photography it looks incredible here um, and of course it's got Big Gunther which is what it has over every other movie that's true Big Gunther a little overrated I am uh... A lot impossible. <laughs> impossible. He's not yeah, even that's that a big. Silly. That's a you silly. You are dumb. That's, not, that's such a dumb opinion. <laughs> <sighs> Emilio, you're number seven, or you're yeah, you're number six. Yeah. Now, th- I truly just wrote Big Gunther down instead of <laughs> D. <laughs> not even thinking about it. Yeah. Now, uh, <coughs> this is the pick. I mean, this is a movie I obviously love, but I'm picking it now just to, like, troll-proof my draft, so in case anybody tries to snipe this out from under me, but I'm gonna pick Dark Waters. I was gonna say, would someone try to take that away from you? I don't think they would, but... I thought about it, but it wouldn't be honest, which is why I wouldn't do it. But, uh, Dark Waters, what's there to say about Dark Waters that we haven't spent, like, four hours total at this? We did do a commentary on it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did give it the palm, the ollie. Um, first? Yeah, that was uh, the th- second time I watched it. Third, maybe. And the I commentary sin- was. Yeah, yeah. And I've since watched it four more times. Uh, just a movie I find incredibly soothing, brings me back to earth. You know, it's about how America is poisonous. Uh, Mark Ruffalo gives a great performance. He has a, one of the best hunches in cinema. Uh, that scene where he thinks his car is going to explode is so good. And then every other scene is also good. 
Bill Pullman, Mai Tais. Just like I can't stop start just saying lines because then I'll just recite the entire script. But uh, it's one of my fa. It's like truly one of those things where I've been thinking about it recently, and I'm like, is that my favorite movie? <laughs> Which is insane to say and think about, but it might be. No movie I enjoy watching more than Dark Waters. Sure, it's a great watch. It's just yeah, so propulsive. Right, every Buffon. Yeah, every uh, yeah, every time a new actor shows up, it's they're a delight. It's like yeah, there's you hick. Yeah, Victor Garver. Mm-hmm. Tim Robbins. Loki throwing heat in dark waters. This is why people hate lawyers. God, love yeah. that scene. <laughs> Jesse. Alright. I... I'm gonna take... Uh, I'll just go next on my board, and I'll take... Uh... Uh, Park Chan-wook's The Handmaiden. Yeah, uh, one of was considering that for sure. Yeah, what, yeah, that I think that is that is a movie that I like rewatched for the podcast and went from liking it to being like, oh, this is one of the great movies of the decade. Um, I think uh, such a good movie. Also from that back half, can draft uh-huh. or jury. <laughs> I believe the episode is called the Fran Film Festival in uh, mm-hmm. NES with our guest Fran. Yeah. Andy. Great. You're number six. My number six. Uh, yeah. So we're like just firmly in the like, these are just movies that probably no one else will take from me <laughs> uh, territory now. So it's just like, what order do I want to pick them in? Um, okay. <laughs> I guess I guess there's like a I guess so I'll pick this because I guess there's a minor chance that like it could be on maybe Cullen's long list or something. I will take uh, the Red Shoes, another recent episode for Ooh. us. Um, uh, it you know famously the most represented you've ever felt on screen. <laughs> the, the producer in that movie, my ideal life uh, scenario. If everything worked out for me, I would have that situation uh, exactly. Um, yeah, I, the, I mean, it looks incredible. It's got dancing in it. Uh, it's a backstage story. Uh, it's, it pushes so many of my buttons. Uh, great movie. Great movie. Yeah. To be clear for people who haven't watched The Red Shoes, the producer, a monstrous piece of shit in the movie. Just a horrible (laughs) person who pushes people to their limits. Yeah. Exploits people for his own gain (laughs) as a, uh... (laughs) Like rep- reputation as like one of the greats and very cutthroat. <laughs> but he's got so much power to make what he wants to happen. Yeah, I feel like I, this is on the episode where Andy's Interesting. like, Andy says like, "There's no character I've ever wanted to be more," and all of us sort of freak out. And then we're like, "For real?" And Andy's like, "He's got so much power." <laughs> uh, yeah, that's from our our Pal and Pressburg episode yeah. uh, with a friend Daniel. Mm-hmm. Also from the uh, the Christian Petzold episode. Uh, sure, yes. Um, and then... And then you're number seven. Next up, I will pick um, another recent episode uh, that was just us, uh, the Coen Brothers' Barton Fink. My favorite wow. Coens. I think it's mm. a perfect movie. Uh, it's uh, so um, just thought-provoking and exciting and leaves you confused in the best way 
yeah, I love that movie, and I'm picking it. That was my board, like. I was on the line with her. I mm-hmm. could pick it to troll you, and I w- and it was just like a little too insincere of a pick. Sure, sure, I sure. don't quite like that movie enough. To yeah, to have picked it in that situation. Yeah, and I mean, I'll say there was like a lot that I had forgotten. Like it had it, it had been my default like favorite Cohen's answer for a long time, and there was a lot in it that I had forgotten upon the rewatch as we talked about. Like I had forgotten John McMartin was even in it, or um, sorry, uh, not his name. What's his, is that his name? No, John McMartin is someone else. John Mahoney. Uh, John Mahoney, that's right. Um, I'd forgotten John Mahoney was even in it, and like I forgot that whole plot line. But uh, I line. liked it a lot upon rewatch. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's just a movie with like a lot of stuff in it that I'm like all in on aesthetically and like tonally, and it's just so so masterfully done. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's my it, pick. Like I think it went up a little when I like sort of half watched it for that episode, but it's still like it went from like a bottom three coins to me to like. Still not top ten even. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jesse. Burton Fink being Burton Fink being Andy's favorite Coen Brothers movie is maybe his only cool opinion. <laughs> that can't be true. That my own truly, it's, it's a rare cool opinion he... of mine. <laughs> the same. The um, Red opinion is also cool. <laughs> unfortunately, for Andy to be like, I am power hungry. <laughs> I'm like, I guess I respect you more. <laughs> I didn't know you had that in you. I, I mean, I want artistic power. Like, you, that's what I like. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Jesse. All right. I am going to take the other Begone film, uh, Kylie Blues, uh, which is a great movie, a movie that I watched uh before we did the podcast and i was just like this is the kind of movie i want to be able to talk about and i do also like his other movie uh a lot that cullen just talked about earlier it does sound like he is starting to work on something that maybe like will shoot next year and be out the following year uh but yeah i just yeah, I don't know if I feel as strongly as I did when I first watched them that Kylie Blues is the better one. I think they're both great, but Kylie Blues is still just, like, such a special discovery to me. Uh, and we got to talk about it with the uh, person that precipitated that discovery, uh, Eric Allen Hatch, who mm-hmm. I first heard about him from. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's Yeah, I, I agree that it's, like, it's one of those things where if I think about them just, like, on a like this is fake but like on an objective plane maybe i would think that long day's journey of tonight is the better movie but i watched kylie blues first so i was just sort of just like the initial right. shock and being blown away by that movie sort of dulls that the dulls long day's journey just in comparison mm-hmm. where it's just like y- y- you yeah. won't be exposed to that style of filmmaking for for the first time again Right, yeah. Anyway, right. Also, yeah. I truly cannot watch, uh, as good as much as I like it, I cannot watch Long Day's Journey into Night without uh, dozing. Wow, that's what, yeah. It's truly just impossible. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Okay. So, what will be my next pick? You know what? 
most of us have picked the. I mean, I guess half of us have picked the Denis, so I'm gonna pick my Denis now. I'm gonna pick U.S. Go Home. Wow. Mmm. Uh, I that's a good one. Really, really like that. I just it's just like that sort of dancey vibes. Uh, just spending mm-hmm. the night with these teens, having fun, causing mischief having a little heartbreak i just i just find that sort of style of filmmaking very compelling and i think it suits her very well i think she's taken elements from it and like done interesting stuff in other movie other of her movies which i won't say because somebody might pick another one of her movies but i just sort of really love the purity of it and we watched another movie that is very similar to it and i was sort of disappointed by how not into that i was and then I we watched U.S. Go Home for the the knee months, and I was just like, yeah, this is all I ever wanted. Like I would watch this movie a thousand times. I think it's really wonderful. Right, the other movie which you're not talking about because maybe it'll get picked, but that that other movie was also originally a part of uh, that same uh, TV commission thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, this is from the same. Denis Month Part 2 episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah, who did we talk about that one with? Is that, was that with that Anne? was the same with uh, Anna. No, no, no. That's Watson with... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. Back to me. Back to you. Um, so I think I'm gonna have to take this one. There, I, there was a little bit of danger of someone else taking it. Um, but I feel like we're clear of that based on what else has been going on. But I'm going to have to take uh, Richard Linklater's School of Rock. I, would, I uh, was this close to picking that as my last pick. I was like... would have been very annoyed. <laughs> I, I was like legitimately this close, and it, was, and it wasn't a... Uh, it wasn't a... Uh, I don't think I could earnestly pick it because I do really love that movie. It was more like I'm trying to pick like movies by different people, and I, there is another... Link later movie on this yeah, list that yeah, I yeah, enjoy yeah, sure. more, so I thought I was like, I'll go with that one. I won't try, just try to troll Cullen right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we talked about it on our Mike White episode with yeah. Go Read, a, a great episode. I have. It's to a say. really fun episode. I'm very proud. Um, of it. Mm-hmm. We yeah. really pop off. That was a, a day where we recorded two episodes of the same day, and that was the first That's one. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that that was the first one, and then the second one. We should was... do that again. Sure, we'll talk about that later. Maybe, um, <laughs> maybe there's a maybe there's a coffee goal where we. <laughs> you know. Dude, that's so sad. <laughs> Pay us to do two episodes on the same day. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, that's theory. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's it's uh, it was a movie that I loved as a child, and then when it came up that we were gonna watch it for the podcast, I watched it like twice within three days, mm-hmm. maybe. And I just think it's one of the better pieces of, like, pure entertainment. Like, every emotion, basically, you go through. Uh, Jack Black gives the performance of a lifetime. Uh, the kids give a performance of the la- of a lifetime at the end where they do a uh, long way to the top. And they go, movie's almost over. It's the best thing that's ever happened in a movie. Um and yeah, that's I, I had to take it. it Joan Cusack. Like, yeah, Cusack's great. Everyone's great. Um, no, no bad performances. Yeah. <laughs> Young Cosgrove throwing heat. Sarah Silverman's all uh, right. Who? Sarah Sarah that character is sure. Just sure, a sure. This is the debate of the movie. People don't like the Sarah Silverman character. 
Um, but I think it's like but, I think it's legitimately one of the best star vehicles ever made. Just like a, a yeah, a, it is. It a, is a, yeah, mm-hmm. a, a, a movie, movie star for a person. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's and it's it worked out perfectly. He gave the a perfect performance. Yeah. Um, Everybody wants the party. And with then me. for my next one. <laughs> I guess I will go with Hong Sang Soo's Yourself and Yours um, from our Hong Sang Soo episode with Dan Silly, an early one, but a really good one, I think. Um, an early uh, uh, episode of ours, not an early Hong movie. Um, it's one of mm-hmm. the more recent Hongs from 2016, I believe, and uh, it's one of my favorites. It is got this incredible, like, it's the part of his career where he's doing this sort of magical thing a lot. Um, and that is the one, of, for people who don't remember, it's the one where a woman keeps telling people that she isn't the woman that they think she is. And it goes, like, to the, like, furthest point that you can take that one of, like, is it a lie? Is this, like, just a true case of mistaken identity? And then it has this incredibly beautiful ending that I think about all the time where you think, like, a dream sequence happens. Or you think that something that happened was a dream and then you realize it wasn't. And it's just, like, this very beautiful little moment of uh, two people, like, (laughs) in love being happy together. And it's, like, there's a lot of, like, great Hong sort of, like, bozos in it. Uh, There's uh, some great soju drinking. All the things that you want from a Hong are, are there. Amelia, back to you. What to go with now? What to go with now? What to go with now? Three more picks. Three yeah. more picks. You know what? I'll take the I'll take the link later now. I'm gonna pick Waking Life. A movie we talked about From our recent episode. Very recently when we talked about that and Apollo Ten and a Half and then Andy talked about uh Scanner for like half a second. I do not talk <laughs> much about Scanner Darkly in that maybe. episode. <laughs> Andy was going to pick a politan and a half. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> or just Jesse would have uh, as the one who likes the Yeah, it's a good movie. movie. <coughs> it's all right. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, Waking Life, it was just sort of... It was. It's the most like into a movie I've been into a while of just like being just thoroughly engrossed, wanting to just like pay attention to every like inch of the screen just like I found it enrapturing I just found it I guess I just don't I don't want to do the entire like thesaurus.com and just like I found it compelling but it's just like I enjoyed the approach thought it looked beautiful thought it was funny thought it was interesting to think about maybe not a thousand percent in the same way that Richard Linklater thinks it's interesting to think about all of the like philosophical concepts that it throws out. I talked about how I think it is maybe a, it is maybe a better portrait of a city than Apollo Ten and a Half is in, in terms of just like capturing all of like uh, weird like Texas Austin weird uh, philosophical n- nature of it, and that it like has. 
just the very intelligent philosophers and scientists talking, filmmakers talking, but also there's like an Alex Jones rant in it. And also yeah. there's just like mm-hmm. Richard Linklater shows up for a moment, talk and just talks nonsense. Uh, I forget the name of the the names of the characters from the before movies, but they show up in it also, and they Celeste and Jesse and yeah, yep. Or no, Celine and Jesse. Celeste and Jesse is Rashida Jones. Andy Samberg movie. <laughs> we should yeah. cover that. I'm sure that played. Why? Or something, <laughs> That's my right? question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, their section is also good. It's just uh it's just a great movie. It's just a movie I would just watch on repeat. I think it's like I have considered just watching bits and pieces of it to fall asleep. Waking life. Yeah. That, I mean mm-hmm. it is great for that. I watched it and fell asleep during it. Mm-hmm. A real BFG style classic. No. It was good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not to spoil it future pick. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i i think i've uh discovered uh a market inefficiency which is the the best movie that's left on the table is uh by a director who i've already picked a movie by but i think i'm just gonna do it again and take Beau Travai, uh Four. which that movie is just uh real real good um, I mean, it's it's maybe the best movie ever made. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. it's a hard one. And like, I think it's good that we all picked the Claire Denis movie. Where like, oh, this is the Claire Denis movie that really speaks to me. And yet, there is also *Both Survive*, <laughs> yeah. which is uh, just like a, 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 it's a it's a miracle that that movie exists. Uh, yeah. Also from that same episode uh, with Friday Night uh, that yeah, we did with Bill, Bill yeah. Gabiri. Yeah. We talk about it a lot on that episode, but it is just one of those things where it's like the restoration on that movie is something that I was like shocked to see and like shocked at how beautiful it looks. Because like previously yeah, you could only yeah. basically watch like a DVD quality rip. Uh, and the, the Blu-ray that came out whatever two years ago is like just... It's just incredible. It's one of the best best movies, visually, and I mean just generally, I guess also. But like, mm-hmm. just yeah, incredible. yeah. And, I think, oh. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I was just gonna say, like, I think speaking to that restoration, I had seen the like DVD, whatever that was around, and it was just like, yeah, I don't get it. This is not interesting. Which is like partially uh, that I think I just like got more into Denny and like more uh, used to what she's doing and I think uh, US Go Home is actually the movie that did that for me but part of it is just like that restoration's incredible yeah hypnotic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Andy great um uh, okay d- wait just to say something quickly about uh, Beautravai I think that that is maybe the one movie where you can say bodies in motion of mythic text unironically about. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. There was another one. I mean, she, yeah. That, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's a good call. Okay. Uh, for my next pick, uh, gonna go very way back for early days. Movie that we had oh, a shit. 
Uh, that we- <laughs> and he's picking synonyms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> Rude as somebody who had it on his long list. <laughs> I like synonyms a lot. It's, uh, Did I talk about Ahead's Knee? That movie's also bad. I thought, saw it finally. When did you see it? Uh, it was in theaters oh. like a month or two okay. ago. Um, Save it for special presentations. Right. Uh, no. <laughs> yes. So I'm picking a movie that we talked about. Uh, Amelia and I had seen it TIFF previously. I was very excited about it. It's an HBO movie, of course. Bad Education. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Hugh Jackman's uh, starring role uh, as a uh, high school, or a, sorry, superintendent. Uh, a, a school superintendent who is uh, doing embezzlement things and like uh, things are not going well. Uh, he slowly sort of becomes exposed with all this. Uh, yeah, I think it's just a really great movie uh, uh, that uh, I was lucky enough to see on the big screen at a festival, uh, which not you know so few people had the opportunity to do that with that movie uh it did kind of get a little bit buried i mean it was at like the beginning of pandemic so it's not like anything was coming out in theaters at that time is when it came yeah, but out was, but it was bought by hbo hbo proper yeah and it was not ever gonna be like a max like maybe yeah. we'll try for oscars or whatever it was just gonna be like an hbo no. tv movie the whole time um crazy which is a bit of a shame but i mean not that that's like there's lots of great hbo original things obviously like you know um it's Angel a gorgeous movie yeah, yeah i was gonna say it does look incredible it it's does yeah very well it worked. looks really good um really excited for whatever Cor- what Corey finley does next which i think is coming down the pike this year probably i think we talked about that a little bit in our most anticipated um he, uh, he has like a ya thing right, right? it's something Maybe. i forget what it is exactly yeah. um but yeah i think you know it's got incredible performances it's uh got incredible style uh yeah i love that movie bad education from an episode where we just talked about a bunch of movies that had come out at that point yeah including which i'm sure won't be picked but including capone right josh Trank's capone right <laughs> the most the most protest jesse has ever done on an episode of because she just refused to talk about it because it well yeah she was mad that we were talking That's about funny. it funny well, i That's believe very the, funny the exact i don't, I don't was, remember that yeah at uh, one point we, we were just of, like is it time to move on or just like i hope so like because you were because well, you were like because everyone was yelling at me because i was like see the movie make your own opinion don't listen to negative nancy Emilio. oh and right and yeah. then i was told that i didn't understand criticism or something and then Jesse... no i think i just said don't say not to listen to us that's what we want is for people to listen well no to you us. you were out of the conversation basically and then at the end you oh, hopped in okay. and said i hope we can stop talking about this movie that didn't play any festivals <laughs> yeah and then we were, okay, <laughs> you were like there's enough. no reason for us to be talking yeah. about this movie we need to move it was on. just new like, we sure. didn't have anything at the Does time it, isn't isn't the description of that episode don't listen to us? Our opinions don't matter. Uh, something it's, like it's that. Colin doesn't think our opinions matter. Sure, or something yeah. Like that. Sure, yeah. But uh, what what a time what in our history. Yeah, and historic episode. But anyway, Bad Education is a great movie, and you should watch it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Now you're number nine. Yes. So Maybe I'm gonna save like what my favorite movie is for last which i'm sure most people know what it is and if any of you steal it from me insincerely it would be really shocking to me um um, but uh i'm gonna pick uh sort of from the middle of our uh in there where we uh i guess yeah a year ago roughly 
um, from our 90s can blockbusters episode, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, wow. Which I just like, yeah, I love that movie so much. <laughs> I love looking at that movie. I love listening to that movie. I think uh, everything about that movie is incredible. Uh, and I didn't think anyone else would pick it, certainly. So that's why I'm picking it way late here uh, in in the draft order. <laughs> yeah, that's a real, you could have gotten that one in round 20. That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it so much, uh, and I think it's a very special object. Uh, and it's Andy. I, yeah, be my guest. You can pick it. Try the gray mm-hmm. stuff; it's delicious. Disgusting. What do you think whatever. the gray stuff of your list is? <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Of my own personal list? <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> secrets and lies. I don't know. <laughs> wow, harsh barley for secrets and lies. All right, Jesse, you're number nine. <laughs> All right, I am going to go ahead and uh, take the movie that is uh, Andy's favorite movie. Uh, I apologize, and that is uh, Southland Tales. Wow. Uh, Which, of course, kicked off the uh, unceremoniously abandoned Cantu. We're going to finish it. We are? TBD finish date. Uh, all right. I w- I won't. I won't say which guest explicitly told us. Yeah, you should stop doing that. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That that it's a good movie. Uh, the I'm I've oh, been yeah. going off my board. Uh, but yeah, I mostly just thought that would be a funny thing to say that it's Andy's favorite. But sure. I do like that movie a lot. It is funny to say that because it's a bad movie. <laughs> it's from uh, an episode where we talked about that, and then. Four non-existent South by Southwest. That's right. Uh-huh. That's right. Um, we talk we about those movies. Nathan and Ben on. Mine was about like. Yeah, Texas the now. only <laughs> the only reason that those movies aren't eligible for that exercise is that only one of us watched each of That's them, right. so yeah. it wouldn't be fair for a draft because we we all just obviously would take the one because we all definitely so remember the titles space. of them. <laughs> I think I remember the name of the one I watched. I remember um, the name of the one I watched. Which was also a bizarre, just peek behind the curtain, where we recorded the Southland Tales segment first, and then recorded the South by Southwest segment, and then edited them the opposite way, so we opened with that and then released it that way, which is very odd, because it was recorded half with guests, half without, but, uh... Uh Uh-huh. Fun episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. I believe this I think, was yeah. the era of us recording where my mic would just cut out. Sure. <laughs> if we remember mm. that era. <laughs> I remember, yeah, Je- Jesse I tried don't. to get me to admit that there was more than one good performance in uh, Southland Tales to no success. <laughs> well, what do you think the one good that's one crazy. is? Did you say, like, Wallace Shawn? Like John, John Larroquette. <laughs> yeah. John <laughs> 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 You fucker. <laughs> and you were like, "Would you give me Wallace Shawn?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> I don't think I certainly don't that's, think that's Wallace Shawn's best work. I don't remember what the what the, yeah what the next person was, but I would not budge off of only John Larroquette is good in this movie. <laughs> well, everyone's good in it, but what can you do? Yeah, crazy movie. I mean, ruined his yeah. career almost. Sure. 
Who's next? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it only didn't ruin his career because then the box ruined his career. Um, I guess it's my turn. Yes, Emilio's nine. Mm-hmm. I have four movies that are fighting for two spots, which is a problem. Yeah. Let me look at my list, see what kind of thing. Well, which I'm... ones would troll Cullen the most if you picked them? <laughs> None of these are troll. I'll, I, I, am, I have saved things I am very earnestly yeah. Uh, yeah. adore that I don't <laughs> think anybody else would pick. Uh, yeah, I don't want to jinx myself, but I feel like Amelia couldn't snipe any of my last two picks from me. <laughs> I mean, now that's a challenge, but... Uh... <laughs> Go for it. You know what? I'm going to pick something. This is a classic. I watched it for an episode and was like, this is good, and said so on the episode. And since then, I have been thinking about it, and I'm like, maybe that's one of the best made movies of all time. And I'm going to pick Kiyoshi Kurosawa's Seance. Yeah, that was on my long list. That's an incredible movie. It's just, I like movies about liars, so it's like sort of in my wheelhouse and that sort of like weird, like, is this supernatural? Is this lying? Like, the sort of lines it's drawing, I find very fascinating always. And I think he draws very good, like, performances and tension from it. The way every shot is framed is brilliant. It looks... Like, I mean, I was going to say it looks gorgeous, but it actually, like, looks, like, very, like, color-drained and, like, creepy in a very interesting way. Yeah, but yeah. I think it, it's I it's very well accomplished in its look, and I yeah I watched it for the episode. It was like yeah this this movie's like good. It's like I lo- really enjoy how it's made, and but I've been thinking about it, and I'm like maybe Kiyoshi Kurosawa was just like one of the best. I need to watch more of his movies, but it's like and, and I think that's the one I respond to the most. Mm-hmm. So, seance. Yeah, from our Kiyoshi Kurosawa episode with our friend Jackson. Uh, that one is incredible. That's the one that I think is my favorite of his I've seen. And uh, it's got the craziest scene that I've ever seen in a movie where he sees his doppelganger and then sets him on fire as there's, like, monster bagpipes playing on the score. And it's, like, a very crazy thing to happen, like, in the middle of that small sort of ghost-adjacent, uh, I think, made-for-TV movie. Um, but uh, an incredible, incredible stuff. Is that, is that the one with, like, the chair outside? Is that... Yeah. Oh, God, that seems so good. That movie's really fucking yeah. good. Because there's Seance, and then we also watch Pulse, which is the one where, like... Yeah. Pulse also... you're on the internet too long, you die. Pulse also... And, the, um, like, ending of Pulse, I think about all the time. Yeah. Um, and then we also watch Charisma, which was the one about the tree. Yeah, I didn't fully yes, watch that. That one. was the good one. That's crazy. <laughs> That's a classic Andy take for you. <laughs> um, but next on my list, my number nine from the 1998 birthday episode. I'm going with New Rose Hotel, mm. um, which is like a, a classic mm. thing that we keep saying of just like movie I watched, thought was very good. Um, I think I watched it twice before we did the episode on it. Um, because similarly to like what Amelia was saying about uh, Lantru, it's like one of those movies where I'm like, I do not know if I get this movie, but I do basically love everything that it's doing. Um, and it's just like this very fascinating movie of like corporate espionage in a like 
sort of stripped down cyberpunky environment that is all about how little physical connection people have anymore and like a, a very like tender movie I think with like incredible performances from uh, Christopher Walken and Willem Dafoe and it's like I've still not seen a ton of Abel Ferrara movies but it's one of his that I think about a lot and think is just incredible And then, for my final pick, I, I gotta take from the 2000s can blockbuster, uh, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, <laughs> which is simply one of the best movies ever made. And I had not seen basically any pre-2015 Star Wars movie in like 20 years or whatever by the time that we had recorded that episode and watched all three of the prequels because we were talking about uh, two and three, and I was like, the second one's actually really good, <laughs> and was sort of couching my opinion, trying to push it for a few things and uh, for awards on that episode. <coughs> and then uh, watched it like two or three more times since then, and I just am in love with every second of it, basically. I think it is like a perfect, uh, like everything that Lucas like wants out of a Star Wars movie is probably the first one the original Star Wars but then everything that he can do with it where it's like let's just see if we can do this is in episode 2 and I think it is they cannot do it (laughs) you are wrong and it is a magical experience and I think blending like 50s or like 40s like noir movies and, like, melodrama and, like, his obsession with, like, diner culture and all this sort of things blended together make a truly perfect movie that is, like, one of the most beautiful romances in a movie. There, it's just so gorgeous looking. could go on forever and ever. It's one of my favorite is movies ever. Is this why you wanted to do this episode? No, no, no! This is just I, I. This is just my my pick. Why do they like each other? Right. <laughs> Never mind. We don't. Like, we can't oh get my god! This. What you? That's the dumbest <laughs> thing you've ever said. I truly am. <laughs> that's so crazy that you said. Why do they like each other? Of course he likes her. She's his babysitter. Um. Amelia, you're number ten. Your final yeah. pick. I'm very torn between three movies. I might pick what I think is probably the least good of the three movies, but the one I sort of want on my list the most. Mm -hmm. I am going to pick No, the Pablo Lorraine movie. Oh. From our Pablo Lorraine episode. Yeah, I... I think... I think... With our friend Claire. With our friend Claire, yes. Uh... I think one of my lamest opinions is that I just sort of like handheld social realisty movies and I just enjoy that aspect of no I enjoy it's sort of look at history and politics I also enjoy all the 
just like the different like stylistic things it does to like depict the commercials it's shooting and the way that it moves and the way that Angar Gal Garcia's Bernal's performance is just like I think very compelling. I think that is also like a very good like good star performance. It's just like a guy being compelling enough to carry a very like what could sort of seem like a rote narrative along but I think it also the narrative is also like interesting and fun and moves in a very compelling manner and I always like find these sorts of like weird history movies just a compelling I always find like the the weird hit moments of history of a nation and just like protest movies to be a fascinating watch so I just really like no and I just had to put a movie that was in Spanish on my list and I think that was the best one that I could go with so that's my list yeah I love that Jesse you're number 10 alright I'm gonna pick what I think is maybe most the most important movie that we've covered both in that it is important that we covered it and also just that it is a film that generally holds sort of a great amount of importance in uh, the film culture and culture at large. Uh, and that is Malmkrog, which I wow! think is for itself. Holy shit, from the Malmkrog about endlessness episode with Eva Anderson. Yeah. It's Malmkrog, mm-hmm. baby. What can you say? Yeah, great episode. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't We're think there was anything Mom else Krug. I could take with this pick. Yeah. I mean, Mom Krug. Mom Krug. I watched Andy, it the day of the Oscars off? that year. 2021. Mm. <laughs> Got the drunkest I've maybe ever been in my entire life. That's right. After watching Mom Krug. Tweet about how cool you thought Tyler Perry was. Okay. Um, <laughs> not true. <laughs> I mean, you did delete it. Um, all right. Uh, okay. My with my final pick and the final pick. Uh, my pick for uh, best movie we have ever and probably will ever talk about. Uh, Bob Fosse's All That Jazz, of course. Uh, you know, it's uh, one of the most important movies uh, for me in my lifetime. I strong armed us into doing an episode about it before Blank Check could cover it because I wanted to to talk about it before I heard <laughs> them talk about it. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it's a it's a it's an incredible portrait of. Uh, an artist as uh, a horrible human being and uh, the way that that both contributes to and detracts from his work and his life and everything. Uh, It's just in, you know, it's just got everything that I want in a movie. Uh, Dance numbers, uh, humor, uh, great characters, incredible performances. uh, And yeah, I love it so much. Uh, All that jazz. Okay. For the All That Jazz Kagamusha Tai episode. That's right. Mm-hmm. Another recent one. Yes. Yeah. All right. So we did it, folks. We drafted all of the movies we ever talked about. Did anyone have anything that they left off their list? I mean, I have the two that I the two that I considered yeah. picking within those last 
two that I had was mm-hmm. Olivia Yasayas's Demon Lover, a movie I talk about on the podcast often is loving. Sure. Uh, just slightly missed the list, but uh, it's a great movie. Everybody should check it out. And then Contemporary Color was basically 12. Great movie. Wow. Loved it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I didn't pick a Denis, uh, which I mean, you know, is fine for, like, I like none, I don't know if any of those movies, like, super duper Yeah, I, I took one for you. Sure. Uh, yeah, if I had, I might have done yeah. either White Material or 35 Shots of Rum. Um, I just thought about Heavenly Creatures. thought that would be a fun pick. Um, and then was there one more that I was like, maybe I'll pick this. Oh, uh, one of the Miranda Julys I also thought about picking. Just because, like, that's a fun app. Those mm. are in really good and interesting movies. Uh, yeah, so those mm-hmm. were sort of my, my also rants. Yeah, well, yeah. I, wa- I also wanted to say really quickly that my original troll... Yeah, like method of operating was gonna be. I was gonna pick let them all talk and then the three Hong Sang Soo movies. Yeah, <laughs> let them all talk was certainly on my list. Yeah, great movie. It's a movie I've yeah. seen a lot, and uh, it was it was our best picture or our Palm Dolly, and we did a commentary on it. Um, I also had Mission to Mars on my long list. Uh, Fallen mm-hmm. Angels, uh, the Card Counter. <laughs> Camera person. Uh, yeah. Camera person I briefly considered. Uh, Claire Denise Chocolat I also love a lot. Uh, Excalibur. These are all great movies. La Ceremony, Kagamusha. <laughs> these are recent ones. And then um, I think if there was one that I didn't pick that I'd be like, go see this movie. Uh, it's Cliffhanger, which I love so much. <laughs> <laughs> you do love to bring up Cliffhanger. Yeah, it's I, so cool. Mm-hmm. It's like the perfect, yeah. uh, like '90s action movie. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the only can blockbuster I even briefly considered taking was uh, Matrix Reloaded. Yeah, uh, the Bling Ring is the only Sofia Coppola that wasn't selected, and I thought about taking both of those other two, and thought about taking that. I basically just like all of those three mm-hmm. movies equally, which is quite a lot. Uh, you know, Volvere's really good. Transit's really good. Uh, yeah. I did, after taking Botrevi, consider then also taking 35 Shots of Rum. Uh, oh, and I, I came really close to uh, taking Annette, just because that's a movie I feel like we haven't talked about enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And no one picked Mank. <laughs> Mank, I could. That's Mank true. Was was gonna be part of my troll draft. Uh, sure. Mm-hmm. I considered blockbusters for oh. a while. I guess Reloaded probably would have been the closest one. Maybe Nice Guys, but uh, I just yeah. ended up not going with any of them. Yeah. Uh, Grand B- the Grand Bazaar is another yeah. movie I had on my uh, long yeah, list. Grand Bazaar, like, uh, the Jody on. Mac movie. That movie rules. Osaka one and two. Salt of Tears, Level 5. These are all great movies. All right. I did, like, so look, we... yeah, look at it. I was like, yeah, we did a, a Moldovar episode, and we did Flower of My Secret and Volvere. We just missed most of the ones I love. Oh, I think... I mean, we've I t- mean we could certainly do them again. I think Volvere is still my favorite, uh, but... Yeah, we've talked about it elsewhere. Lots of... We did... Um... It's, it's been could, mostly, yeah. like... 
because yeah. we had Pain and Glory. We Julieta, had uh, Julieta, uh, Julieta in one of the drafts. Yeah. Yeah. Broken Embraces. Yeah, I, I guess we talked about Broken Embraces. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about Broken yeah. Embraces. Yeah. Right. Embraces nine. Yeah. I considered he could have yeah. been in the he could have been in the news segment today. They uh, sure. he's uh, shooting um, the Ethan Hawke Pedro Pascal short soon. Uh, and then is also gonna do the Kate Blanchett movie early next year. Yeah. Uh, which, like, maybe both of those could come out next year. I feel like Parallel Mothers shot and then was completed very quickly. Like, that movie, I feel like you, like, finished shooting in, like, June. Uh, and then was it Venice? Uh, yeah, are we ready for special presentations? Yeah, sure. That was the draft. Now it's time for special presentations. Yeah. Tweet in. Right. Maybe we'll, mail yeah, in. maybe we'll do it again in episode 350. 250 would be double, but 250 is going to have to be even more special. Who, who knows what could happen for episode 250. We'll draft every movie we haven't covered. Uh, <laughs> that would be a funny episode. <laughs> episode two fifty is gonna be the uh, the the uncensored Terry Fromo interview. Wow, um, uncensored. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll finally get yeah. to you, agree dude. To it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maybe it'll be an exit interview. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terry Fromo's exit interview conducted live with Can I Kick It at Bergman Island. <laughs> For um, a bit that was not on the podcast. I get Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, special presentations. Anyone got one right off the bat? I can go. Uh, I uh, have really been thinking about how good butter is. It's great just on its own, put on bread, but it also can like add a really special character to really just anything you're cooking. I think we can't, we couldn't possibly overrate butter. Yeah, it's like that line in uh, Julie and Julia. Um... I was worried that you were about to talk about that film butter that has like a lot of famous people in it. <laughs> Olivia Wilde, Rob Corddry, <laughs> Hugh Jackman. It's like got a weirdly stacked cast. Uh, no, nope. The food butter can't argue with that. I don't know why you were worried about that. You were in the voice call when I added talk about butter to my notes app. That's right. I do remember that. Yes. <laughs> um, I shockingly did not remember that. Anyway. Well, I said at the time I wasn't sure I would, but I did. Great. Um, I guess I'll go. I watched uh, um, Fire Island recently and thought it was, like, incredibly charming and fun and delightful. And uh, it's an Andrew Ahn movie uh, written by Joel Kim Booster, starring him and Bowen Yang and a few other people. Uh, it's on Hulu. It's, a, it's one of the searchlight Hulu originals, um, which, you know, this movie probably would have had, like, a... Did it play, like, Tribeca or South By or something? I feel like it might have. I don't, I don't think it even yeah, did. Yeah, I don't think they even did that, I think which no. is a bummer. Because uh, it certainly feels like it could have had, like, a little bit of that sort of a journey. Um, yeah. And then... Mm-hmm. But I guess, I don't know. My th- I guess, I think my working theory is, like, they're at least doing this short term because uh, anything Fox that th- plays theatrically, they have to share with HBO for through this year. 
Um, so they're just putting even more stuff than they maybe would like to straight to streaming. I don't know. But uh, it's really charming and really nice. Uh, I had a little hard time, like, tracking the story. I know it's, like, a Jane Austen adaptation, and I'm not super familiar with that. But I think, like, it's really well shot and really, you know, and the performances are really fun and bright. So I, I recommend it strongly, Fire Island. Amelia, you got one? Uh... People should watch AEW cross New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door um, wrestling pay-per-view from this last Sunday. It's a crossover between the American wrestling promotion All Elite Wrestling and the Japanese wrestling promotion New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, And it's like a good example of the peak of the forum. Just very exciting athletic stuff. Good stories told in the ring. Lots of exciting matches, lots of fun, goofy stuff. Very hard-hitting matches, as is the style from Japan. And if one was to watch one match in particular, people should watch Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay for the IWGP United States Championship. Was very good, was very excited on a Sunday night watching that match. Nice. So mine is not really anything you can watch. Uh, or I guess you can watch the clips. I'm just going to talk a little bit. I'll try and go as quick as I can about uh, that I don't think by the time Dune 2 happens, Austin Butler will be able to stop doing the Elvis voice. Um, he Elvis started filming in January of 2020. Obviously, there's pre-production. There's a lot of there was an extensive casting process. Cullen's pulled in his There's old corkboard right now and is just pointing. No, at no, 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 no! Don't you dare! <laughs> um, I'm being not even a little bit irrational right now. Um, there's a 2019 interview from the red carpet premiere of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Austin Butler, where he's obviously pre. They're about to get into Elvis. I think this was July. Is that that's when Once Upon a Time in Hollywood premiered? Um, that's when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a. Oh uh, yeah, I was. I can obviously. But this was at. This was like the L.A. Uh, premiere. Yeah. He's talking to the Ugabano guy from Variety, and he is like, "Hey, it was a great opportunity making this movie with Quentin Tarantino." And it's like, yeah. And he's got like the dyed black hair. He's obviously very close to starting Elvis. Um, this is I think after it had been announced that he was cast. Um, so that's. Uh, you know, whatever, July of 2019 to January of 2020 when they start filming. Obviously, they had to stop down in March of 2020 because of COVID-19. And then they oh, pick it back up. did on that set? Tom Hanks did. What? He plays Colonel Tom Parker. He had COVID. Um, and, <laughs> and then in uh, they picked up filming again in September of 2020 and I think finished in March of 21. Um... The Met Gala 2022. Austin Butler is there. And they're like, are you excited? Who's going to be at your table? And he's like, I'm sitting with Priscilla Presley. Of course I'm excited. And it's like, he's still doing it. He's still doing the Elvis voice. This is a year plus since the movie had stopped filming. Um, Obviously, there's ADR. There's post-production. He has to stay in character a bit, I'm sure. But there's just more and more interviews that keep coming out where he's still doing the voice. Ellen has rolled in a second corkboard. My guess is Dune 2 starts filming later this year. Mid this year, probably. 
I guess we're already. At I believe year, it. So it's I think it's be fall. Yeah. yeah, it's fall. Yeah. yeah, and it's due to be out in uh, fall of twenty twenty three. So we'll find out. Um, and I'm sure he'll be doing a different voice. But my guess is Elvis will be in the building still. <laughs> um, so that's my presentation. Is just uh, and right. tell me what you think. Tell me you think he'll be able to drop the voice. Um. Yeah. I do just want to say to Andy, please don't be ridiculous. Cullen does not have any cork boards in his current place of residence. This is a bully Cullen episode, apparently. (laughs) Um, Your special presentation was Austin Butler is doing Elvis voice. Kissy's was butter. (laughs) I made fun of that too. (laughs) Kissy's was wind. (laughs) Everyone's allowed to do whatever they want. Great run. I truly wanted to use yeah, my platform good for good too. for once. Yeah, we're all doing <laughs> great. Yeah, th- I gotta um, say that this is Colin's best special for the day. Yeah, better than whatever movie I watch that uh, everyone just looks at their phone as I start talking. Um, oh, my. But yeah, that's the end of our episode. If you want to uh, follow us on Twitter, you can at CanIKickIt. If you want to follow us on our new and improved letterbox, you can at CIKIPod. Same at for Instagram. If you want to send us a question or anything, comment your own list, your own draft list of your 10 favorite movies. If you think Austin Butler is going to lose his Elvis voice, you can email us at canikickitpod at gmail.com. And if you want to donate any money to us for our upcoming trip to Bergman Island, you can... Uh, yeah, we're going to do the residency. There's going to be a live show. Um, you can do so at mm-hmm. coffee.com slash Anyone who donates gets priority access at the live show. Or, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, KO-FI.com Yeah, you get to come to the Bergman Island uh, live show after party. That's right. We'll save you a seat in the first two rows. Slash K-N-I-C-A-N-N-E-S-I. <laughs> and then uh, if you want to follow any of us on Twitter or Letterboxd, I'm at Clatchley on both. Uh, at Andy T. Germ. I'm at I'm Left Alone on Twitter and yep. I Left Alone on Letterboxd. And Emilio.Andres.Torres on Instagram. Follow me on the gram, folks. Uh, and I am JCP Glick Weber. Weber has two Bs everywhere. And then with that, and with that I'll go ahead and release our audience. Bye-bye. Bye bye.